Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Daddick. Today is the first episode of our fifth season. Can you believe it? No. It's amazing. (laughs) No, really. Where did the time go? Oh, goodness. Our theme today is first steps. First, we're going to talk about some new things happening with our team. And then our guest today is Christina Camelli. She's a free motion quilter, an author, and a fabric designer. She's also a midwife. In our Quiltspiration segment, we are going to read a letter from a listener, and then we're going to talk about what is inspiring us to quilt. Stay tuned. How are you, ladies? I'm doing good. How about you? I am good. What about you, Ginger? Yeah, hanging in there. Yeah, doing all right. Can you believe that this is our the first episode of our fifth season (laughs) i'm amazed i know it feels like we just started yesterday (laughs) yeah and i have some pretty exciting news well for for our last season we actually topped one hundred thousand downloads that's incredible can you believe that that's only since that's since mid-january Oh, oh, that my is gosh. so cool. Thank you all so, so much for listening and for telling your friends to listen and for all of the support. Um, occasionally, I get to see some of the comments and reviews and they really warm our hearts. That's, Pretty amazing it stuff. It is. That is so great. So there's something else that's new. Um, I think I've sort of hinted at it, but um, Lori and I have been working on a new magazine. Like brand new. Yes. Like totally brand new. So the magazine is called Fonz and Porter's Quick and Easy Quilts. And um, it is kind of cool. So uh, last fall, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Last fall, right, Lori? Yes. We start. We were approached by our company and tasked with creating a new magazine. And so um, all of our editors got together, our whole editorial team, and we started brainstorming about what we wanted in a magazine. Now, we were told that it needed to be kind of beginner friendly, needed to be quick quilts that are easy. And so we started thinking about what we wanted in a magazine. When Lori, Anissa, who's been a guest on the show before, and I sat down and chatted, then there's more of of us on the team. What we wanted was we wanted patterns that maybe, you know, you want a quick weekend warrior quilt, or maybe you want a simple design that you can practice your quilting on and kind of go crazy with that. Um... I always like a good recipe and a story. (laughs) And so those are all the things that are in this new magazine. Um, We invited special designers that we knew people would love. So we've got Victoria Finley Wolf. We've got Kimberly Jolly from Fat Quarter Shop. Mary Hurdle is there with a fantastic paper pieced pattern. Um, 
Abby Dollinger, who actually was the the mastermind behind my birth birthday surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Reed Johnson, um, Scott Flanagan and um, Geraldine Wilkins, who is just amazing with modern design. Um, so many designers and I'm um, and, and Nancy Mahoney. I, I really honestly should probably just name all of them at this point, but I'll we'll list it in the show notes page. And um and you can actually look on my Instagram. I know I shared a bunch of photos from the, the of the quilt designs that are in this issue. Uh, it is just a labor of love. And so what is wonderful is we did a shout out or I should say Lori did a shout out because she's our <laughs> acquisitions editor and um, did a shout out for all these things that we were looking for. And we wanted quilts with a story. Uh, Lori, can you quickly tell the story about Charisma? Because she responded almost immediately. She responded immediately and she named her quilt something about the trout quilt. I yeah, don't rainbow remember trout. the ex- <laughs> rainbow trout. And she explained that she grew up where there was fish and uh, fishing was a big deal. And she had this great recipe and it was just so perfect because yeah. it told a story. It had a recipe. It's a great quilt. Um, it, it's it's a rainbow quilt is what it is. And and she told the story about growing up in Alaska and and growing up in in salmon season and how, you know, they had a huge walk in smoker and we do these like salmon parties and and um, and then she creates this rainbow quilt. And then she used Michael Miller's fairy frost. So the fabric is actually kind of shiny, like scales. Incredible. And so she just knocked it out of the park. And that's Charisma Horton. And we love working with Charisma. Um, She's just always, she just gets it. Like she gets exactly what we're looking for and always just nails it. I feel like we're Uh, always fighting over her quilt designs. Exactly. Well, how does it feel? Because I know both of you guys have just been pouring your heart and soul into this over the last, like on top of doing everything else, you know, with these podcasts and everything. How are you guys feeling? Like, how do you feel now? Relieved. (laughs) When you say, Lori, I feel like you and I have both been just working our tails off. Yes. Yes, Um, we have. And it, it felt really good to get that first issue out the door and onto somebody else's plate. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. Um, And I feel like it it took me, it took me, I literally, there was two weeks of time where I was, I I was crying almost daily. (laughs) And then one of my friends said, Tracy, you're creating something new. It's like, you know, giving birth to yes. something and, and it put it all in perspective. And, um, and it was also really interesting to have many different people working on it and all of our different, um, opinions and all the things that we're really good at and everyone had strong opinions and it was really, really interesting. And I feel like, I feel like I've grown a lot um, through this experience, because uh, while I've worked on a a magazine, you know, magazines for years, uh, I've never started a magazine. And so I've never, you know, had to be the one who kind of guided where it was going and listened to all the ideas and then, you know, either took a consensus or made a final decision. And so it was, 
it was really an interesting experience. Well, you guys should both be so proud of yourselves. I mean, it just looks amazing. And I think what what cracks me up is that I love the fact that uh, it's uh, quick and easy quilts. And there's a, a pattern there from Victoria Finley Wolf. And when I think of Victoria Finley Wolf, I don't think quick and easy. So the thought of like being able to actually do one of her patterns, I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, you'd be able to do this one. Um, yes, it, it's a beautiful quilt and um, it is a lot of half square triangles. Um, and what's cool about it is it's a really approachable design that um, kind of introduces you to improv piecing. Mm-hmm. And so you're making a bunch of different units and then you're going to put yours up on the wall and it might not look exactly like hers or you can make it look exactly like hers. So that's the way it was written. And um, and she also shares a cookie recipe. Now, there's not gonna, don't think this is a cooking <laughs> magazine. It's not. Um, there might be a few recipes in each issue, like maybe two, maybe one. Um, that's just a fun recipe that goes along with whatever their pattern is. And she shared a healthy cookie recipe that she made for her daughter when she was little. Super fun. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm so happy for both of you guys and for me. Now I get to go read it and do all these cool patterns. Yes, I think you'll like it. I'm actually trying to pick out which one I'm going to do for a friend who's having a baby. So are you guys ready to go talk to Christina? Oh, let's do it. I'm more than ready. Oh, I can't wait to talk to her. Let's go. Today in our open studio segment, we have a special guest with us. Christina Camelli is here. And if you don't know Christina, which I assume you should, you really, really should. Christina is an amazing free motion quilter. She's a book author. She teaches classes on free motion quilting. And she's a fabric designer with Maywood. A little known fact is that she also is a nurse midwife. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of it, Tracy. Oh, we are so excited. Um, The funny thing is that um, when I sent out a link to your website so that everyone on the team knew exactly what who you were and what you did, uh, our audio tech, Matt, actually commented on your quilts. <laughs> so he, he was like, is that what she does? Um, oh, right you, on. Yeah, you are. I've been actually following you on um, on social media lately. I mean, we actually let's backtrack. So I met you in Portland a few years ago. Yeah, at Quilt Market. Yes. And yeah. our friend Roxanne, you had a mutual friend, Roxanne Serta, who works right. for CNT. And I remember exactly the day that she called, she was like, we're going to do dinner. I want to, I think that you're going to really like this person that I'm inviting. And it was you. Yeah, that was <laughs> wonderful. That was yeah. a nice evening. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And so I felt a little intimidated. Um, when I was meeting you because I knew who you were and the type of quilting that you do and free motion quilting is, you know, something that I'm still feel like I'm still a beginner. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it always sort of, I have to remind myself that we're both just people. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've been since quarantine watching your videos on Instagram and, um, 
and seeing your little puppy poke his head in occasionally when you're showing <laughs> techniques. Um, but you also did a Zoom class a few weeks ago. Oh, right. And I joined in on the Zoom class because I wanted to see what it was like. And it and it wasn't what I was expected, but it was awesome. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm so, so glad you joined. <laughs> so Lori and Ginger, what Christina did was she um, had people who were going to be in the Zoom class send in an image of a quilt that they were, you know, stumped on, you know, weren't quite sure if they were going in the right direction with it. Mm-hmm. And Christina took the image and put it on her, um, I guess it was your iPad. Yeah. And used an app where she could draw in what they were thinking and then what she was thinking if they didn't have any ideas. It was amazing. Oh, it sounds so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> How many people did you get to participate? I think there was about 90 people in the class. Wow. It, was, it was a lot. It was, oh, it was the so biggest cool. meeting I've held. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing because I think that's where I get hung up a lot. Um, right. Uh, it, I am always in awe of, um, you know, talented free motion quilters like yourself because you look at the design of the quilt and then figure out, you know, you, you you in that class you were pulling elements from the fabric designs or maybe the overall pattern and pulling out different elements of it. If there was, you know, a section of light fabric, maybe you were, you know, highlighting that. And so it was really interesting to just watch your brain process in right. how to do that. Isn't that, I feel like that's, you know, there's, there's one level of teaching quilting where you can teach somebody, here's how to copy what I did. And, but then there's the next level of teaching quilting where it's like, here's how I think. And I feel like the second level is much more interesting. If you can kind of teach people the principles or the guidelines you follow, then they're prepared for whatever, whatever they face. You know, it's not just about one pattern. It's about all the patterns. And I like that. So, Christina, that's what you did on your Zoom class. Is that available on your website? Well, uh, how I've been doing it, this is sort of an interactive thing because I'll get the I'll get the picture from the quilter and then I'll ask them questions about it. Like, what do you like about this quilt? Or tell me what your level of experience with free motion quilting is so that we can kind of create a plan that works for them. So it seems to work best live. So how I've been doing it is um, quilt guilds are now kind of hiring me to to do that talk with their members and I can get maybe eight or 10 quilts done in an hour. So they take care of getting the photos and then and then I draw it for the whole for the whole guild. And now oh. some of those quilts are starting to come back to me. Things that we talked about, people are emailing me their pictures of their completed quilts. It's really fulfilling to see that, you know, that maybe helps some people get unstuck or just added to their to their decision making. And they finish their quilt, which is what we all want. Wow. And what a great way to interact. That is so great. Yeah. And I never would have thought of that if COVID hadn't happened, right? It's I've always had that technology, but it just never occurred to me. And this need to be interacting with each other just drove me to, you know, think of new ways to do it. So I guess kind of some good things are coming out of this. Sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd like... really love to reset, but <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, I had to laugh. One of the things that I saw that you had, uh, you know, when I was reading, uh, you know, all your materials and everything is uh, you had free motion quilting is like handwriting and it's unique and this and that. And my problem is I have horrible handwriting. Like, what do I do then when I go to free motion? Like, I, 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 help. What do I do? Right. Yeah. Well, I would say work with the designs that are working for you. You know, like when I started quilting, everybody was doing meandering and it seemed so easy for them, but it was not easy for me. And it didn't get, it didn't get manageable for like three years. So I would say like, if there's a design that feels more natural to you, start working with that. And I use the handwriting as a way to say like, I'll even bring, I have two kids an 11 year old and a seven year old. I'll bring my daughter's early work on handwriting from like her kindergarten class. And then I'll bring something that she made for me when she was in third grade and, and just let them see how much more artful and developed mm -hmm. it is, how she's not only spelling correctly, but her fluidity is better and her spacing is better, you know, and that's the same kind of transit transition we go through in a different kind of making the mark with free motion quilting. So I talk about handwriting because I can show that, but I don't want it to traumatize people who don't feel good about their handwriting. <laughs> really? I think your daughter might beat me on the handwriting. Front, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel great about my handwriting either. Honestly, I feel like it's, I, I don't love it. <laughs> Maybe that's, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that probably, but I still like my free motion quilting. So they don't necessarily go hand in hand, but they still are very personal, right? Right. And is it good to kind of, because I liked what you were saying about like, you know, if you find that one thing that works for you, it's okay to use that over and over again, right? Like you don't yeah. have to be unique. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, it turns out in free motion quilting, it feels to me like there's just eight or 10 sort of basic structures to different free motion quilting designs. And if you've got one down, you can always change that structure to become multiple different other designs, as long as you understand, like, what are the elements that you can change and what are the things you can change it to? So, you know, if you are like feeling really good about spirals, sometimes there's minor changes that you can make to your spirals that make them look completely different. And so it feels like a new design, even though you, your comfort with it goes way back to the original spirals. Okay. So now I just have to find out what I'm good at. All right. Yeah. I would <laughs> like to help you. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, and I think you should follow her on Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. Your Instagram handle is a few scraps. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So it's a few scraps. Um, and she does these really great um, Instagram live videos where she'll show it makes me, even me feel like confident um, watching what she does because, you know, she'll take just a simple organic, not straight line and then come back, you know, and like do it one way, come back, add like a little loop to it or something like that. And it looks brilliant. And I, watch you do that. And then I think, oh, I can do that. That's no problem. I, that's in yeah. my wheelhouse. And so I have to be hard. <laughs> no, no. But I think it's also just figuring out what the different design elements are in free motion quilting and then mm -hmm. making it your own. Right. Yeah, right. I like, you know, the ways you draw that design is not going to be the same way as I draw that design. And as long as as long as you can be OK with the that idea that it's yours when you draw it and it's going to be different from mine then and embrace that, it's going to be great. Tell me a little bit about, um, you've got a new class that I think um, 
you, you had a little bit of a kind of traumatic experience. Oh, recently. Yeah. Yeah, Tell you us about hear your this story. Yes, please. Oh, gosh. So um, so as we all were sort of in our homes and trying to avoid spreading or getting the virus, Blueprint came to me and said, hey, we're working on these videos. We're going to teach some classes that the instructors are going to record in their homes. And I was like, great, I could do that. And we went through the process of creating a class together and figured out what they were going to send me. And I was working with the producer. And um, and then six days before we were supposed to shoot the class, um, they announced that they were going to be closing. And I got a quick email saying, of course, this means your class is canceled. Sorry. Um, and, and I was very worried for all my friends who I've met at Blueprint and thinking that they're not going to have jobs soon, um, but also pretty frustrated for myself and what that would mean for my business. And here I had all these samples and I'd written the pattern and I'd made the step outs for the, for the video and I, and it was going to not happen. And I was so frustrated. And, um, and the next day I sort of, the dust settled in my mind and I was less angry and more motivated. And I was just like, we, we don't need them. <laughs> we don't need them. Yeah. We can shoot this class ourselves. And so, uh, my 11 year old daughter, agreed to be my camera person and get the close-up shots. And I borrowed a tripod from a friend and I got a hold of some bright lights to fill, bright, light the space better. And we just shot it on the iPad and the iPhone. And it looks really good. So that's what I just released it today, actually. And I'm feeling really good about how it turned out. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Well, you know, I am the video producer here, so I may be calling you for tips now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great. Yes. Well, let me know. I'll send you a link so you can check it out. No, I've already, I got it on there. So I'll definitely, I'll check it out for sure. Oh, and then great. hopefully you and I can maybe talk and we can maybe try to do something because I would love to get you involved because I know you were heavily involved over at Blueprint, but now maybe right. opportunities will open up for us because that, that would, would be, be great. so fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. I originally, my original, um, degree when I went to college was in theater performance. So I kind of love getting in front of the camera. It's super fun. <laughs> nice. I think Tracy was and I think I was yes. too. That's yes. right. Yes. Got a lot, a lot of hands here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we all get along. We get each other. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Yes, Aww. we do. We speak the same language on, on multiple levels. <laughs> uh, well, and it's so funny because I do feel like the whole filming at home thing, it's becoming a norm. I mean, even just on your yeah. general shows you watch on TV, all the late mm -hmm. night shows now, they're all being shot from home. It's hilarious. Right. I think some of them, it's like their kids or their you know wives or whoever <laughs> is just helping them. And yeah, so I mean, totally. it's so funny. And I just wonder, once everybody does get back into the studios, how this is going to change everything. Because right. I do feel like, you know, this can be done. And I think people are so much more accepting, like the content is the most important thing. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. if it's not, you know, the most beautifully shot or anything like that. I think, you know, content matters. And if it's good content, yeah. people are going to watch it. And there's something really endearing about that authenticity and getting to see the the person, not just as a provider of content, but also still as a person and see them in the context of their life a little bit. There's something really special about that. I really love that your 11-year-old daughter was your camera person. I think that's just <laughs> so fun. She did a great job. I'm super proud of her. And I think she's proud too. She was like, it looks great. She's happy with how the video turned out. And I, in my mind, I'm like imagining her going on to be, you know, a film director someday or something like that. <laughs> nice. You can say it all started there. That's so exactly. cool. What did you, I noticed you had a picture of some like editing. What, how did you edit it? 
Oh, well, um, as a designer, I use Adobe products like Adobe Illustrator Perfect. and included with the whole suite is Adobe Premiere Pro. So oh, yes. I sort of took a crash course in that and learned a lot. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That, you're doing it all right. That's that's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> oh, really? Thank you. Great. Well, yeah. I'm open to any more, any advice if you have some after seeing the video. All right. Oh, I can't wait to watch it now. Well, tell See? us about the project. I want to hear about the project that you did. So uh, sorry. Project... Hold on. Hold on one second. Yeah. I just want to point out how funny it is that, you know, Ginger, you were feeling like you were like, you know, not, you know, a beginner with quilting and you're the expert on, on film. And <laughs> there's this yeah. com back and forth going back of both of you. I just love it. Just needed to acknowledge yeah. it. Okay. So tell us and about Tracy, the class now. <laughs> that also reminds me though, that you're like, when Roxanne invited us to this dinner we're talking about, you're saying you were feeling self-conscious. I was like, oh gosh, this is a magazine editor. I feel self-conscious. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we can all walk around with this idea that we're like not good enough or we don't compare to other people. So yes. And it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So the project when we were making it up, I thought, well, it's really important to me. People can't necessarily go to their quilt shops or whatever. I really want it to be a flexible project people can do with whatever supplies they have at home. And I also thought like in the spirit of being at home, what if we were sewing something for the home, like to, to brighten up your home since you're there a lot more than usual. Right. Um, and so the project that came to me was a pillow like that you could have on your couch or bed or something. And the pillow involves an improvisational curve. So it's like free improvisational cutting the curve and then scrappy foundation piecing. You know, I love scraps. That's why my, my name is a few scraps. That's how mm -hmm. I started and I will never give them up. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then, the, and then I thought, well, some people really like me teaching free motion quilting. So I wanted a new quilting design in there. Um, but not everybody's ready for that or enjoys that aesthetic. So I also put in a lesson about straight line quilting. So whichever way you want to go with your quilting, you can still finish the pillow. And I feel like the the harder design is something to aspire to, which is great. Because, I mean, I look at the one with the straight quilting and I'm like, oh, I could totally do that. And then I'm like, I right. look at the other one and I was like, I could do that eventually. <laughs> yeah, I, told, I think you could. I put an extended lesson in me drawing it so you can really see how the design goes. Um, but, you know, sometimes we just need a, a project that lets our brains sort of settle down and stop thinking. And I really find that when I'm quilting straight lines, that happens for me. Sometimes it happens when I'm free motion quilting too, but it's a lot easier to access that quiet with the straight line quilting. So I totally get, even if you know how to free motion quilt, sometimes it's just a day for lines. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I, I, you know, I'm thinking about, um, your books and you have um, a book with CNT uh, Publishing that is all about texture, yeah. And uh, I find that really fascinating, and and it's definitely, I think, a very Christina aesthetic um, <laughs> to <laughs> think about it in that way. But uh -huh. the fact that you're adding this extra layer to the top of your quilt, but that it it can add texture depending upon how you you know what designs you use. Um, right. how did you come up with that concept? You know, uh, so in my work as a nurse midwife, I would often, um, end up being sort of the late shift provider. We try and keep our clinics open after hours so people can come say after work or when they have childcare or something. Uh, so I would often work until seven, which is when the, when the 
meetings would start. So by the time I joined the meeting, Portland has a very large modern quilt guild and like all the seats would be taken. So I'd be standing at the back of the, the large church auditorium that we meet in. And it sort of started dawning on me that sometimes even from the back of the auditorium, I could see the quilting on the quilt. Like I was like, oh, wow, the quilting. And sometimes people are holding up their quilt in the exact same space, the exact same lighting, and I couldn't see the quilting at all. And it just sort of got my mind wondering about that. Like, why is some of this quilting reading so far for me and others of it is just coming flat? And so I started sort of like being deliberate about noticing those, what was happening with the quilting and how that created texture. And then also you see a lot of this work happening when you go to quilt shows, especially uh, quilt con, I see a lot of texture work and I just became fascinated with how we can kind of turn our quilts into sculptures and what are the sort of distinct elements that you could teach about that. Cause I love it. I love it when a quilt has a really powerful texture. It makes you want to touch it. It makes you want to get closer to it. it really draws you in. Yeah, and it's so hard when you're at the shows because I do. I want to touch them so bad. I right. went to Quilt last time and I literally, I like, I had to keep smacking my hand. I'm like, no, I can't touch it. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <sighs> That's amazing. And and so is that what you proposed when you came up with the concept for the book? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I um and and I I see texture happening in two ways. Um, it can it can be happening very organically without sort of a structure to it, but just involving things like um, densely quilted things next to less densely quilted things or um, places where the lines echo each other in repeated ways. Um, those can create a lot of texture, but then I also, half of the book is dedicated to um, to texture that you create within a geometric structure, like um, a grid that you would quilt first with your walking foot. And maybe the grid is a square grid, or maybe the grid is a triangular grid, but you establish this sort of really rigid structure first, and then you go into it, change your over to a free motion quilt, uh, free motion foot and go into it with a free motion quilting and create the texture inside that. And there's something really fun. I, you know, if you see like a quilted text, checkerboard or quilted circles that are perfectly lined up. There's really something really fun about seeing that texture. It happens so orderly on the quilt. Isn't that funny? Um, I, I don't think I ever thought about doing both free motion and using a walking foot on the same design. Oh, really? You might really love it. I love it. And I have all this experience in free motion quilting, but there's still, I notice I'm so calm because after I've made my grid with the walking foot, now the quilt, I don't have any basting pins anymore mm -hmm. because it's all basted down. And I'm not faced with the sort of tyranny of the open space, yes. right? Like I just have to think about one little grid space at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how that just brings your focus right there. And you're like, oh, I can quilt one circle in here. That's easy. You know, and you just do it over and over and then the quilt's done. Okay. I'm my taking mind is notes kind of... and I starred your book. I, I have <laughs> yes. to look at that. I yes. just have to look at that. Right. I think my mind just melted a little bit. <laughs> because now well, I'm really, really, that's opening up things, for, you know, in my brain right. of like, oh, hey, that's right. There aren't necessarily rules. <laughs> you know? Right. And sometimes just giving yourself a little bit of structure allows you to feel more free and more mm -hmm. to explore more because, you know, you've got sort of boundaries, you know? Yes. Uh, so that book is called Step-by-Step -Step Texture Quilting, and that's my most recent book. And it's a good one. 
thanks. It is. It's, it's so a really good one. pretty. Oh my goodness. Like just, <laughs> just the cover alone, I could spend hours just looking at all those different textures that are in there. I really love, CNT makes such beautiful books. And I really love that I can trust, you know, sending my stuff off to them and getting this beautiful, colorful, vibrant book back. <laughs> Amazing. That's amazing. Well, Christina, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank uh, you. This has been fun. It really, really has been. You know, I feel like we're all the wheels are going in our head now. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so we'll have to have you back on again sometime so that we can we can talk more about this because I just I'm, I'm fascinated. I would love to catch up. Thank you for inviting me into your conversation today, you three. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was totally amazing talking to Christina, wasn't it? It was. Oh, Uh, I just want to go so. I need her book. Yes. I know. Yeah, Tracy, you got connections. Come on. I I do. And I, Lori, you should have it, I think, right? You get the books. Well, I mean, at the office. Oh, that's a good point. All right. Well, uh, I'll see if, you know, the ladies at CNT can send us over a, an ebook for you guys to take a look at. Um, so let's talk about some inspiration, quilt inspiration, as it were. Um, but before we get into what, you know, is really tickling our fancy in the quilt industry and new products and patterns and things that we're seeing, I just got an email from a listener. Do you want to hear it? I do. Yeah, bring it on. All right. So the email popped in and the subject line said, Baby Yoda mini quilt. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my. my I I think she's been listening to some past episodes. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So her email says, Hey, hi ladies. I'm catching up on podcasts and just listened to the April 1st episode. Lori was looking for a baby Yoda quilt to make, and I wanted to share mine. This is a mini quilt I created for a Star Wars May the 4th quilt swap on Instagram. I took a class with Cheryl Lynch through my guild to learn how to make mini mosaic quilts and designed this baby Yoda to use with Cheryl's technique. These are really fun to make and a great project for when you want to create but aren't always in the mood to sew. The sewing happens after the mosaic is finished. Lori, I'll be happy to send you a copy of my Baby Yoda drawing if you like. Thanks for all you do. I learn so much and get inspired with each episode. Kelly Cotton, Laughing Otter Quilts on Instagram. How about I've totally been following her. That's so cool. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um, So I'll send you guys pictures of this quilt so you can take a look. And I'm going to wait for you to open it. I'm going to be contacting her. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you her email address. Perfect. Did you get the pictures? I did. 
Just when I thought Baby Yoda could not get any cuter, there we go. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? So now I need to look up Bye. Cheryl Lynch and see <laughs> yes. her, her pages um, because this is super cool. So basically for our listeners, we'll put a picture on the show notes page, um, which will be linked below um, wherever you're listening to the podcast. But basically she has created a mosaic um, two small quilts that have Baby Yoda on them, and they're stinking adorable. I just love it. They really yeah. are, and and she's a great follow. I've really enjoyed watching her stuff on uh, Instagram. Um, it's so funny because uh, when you had initially sent that over, I was like, "Wow, that really looks familiar," and I was like, "That's because I've seen it." Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to have to go follow her on Instagram now. Um, that is awesome. And uh, so let's segue into Quiltspiration. So what have you guys been seeing or inspired to make lately? Who wants to go first? Ginger. Okay. Well, for me, it's so funny because um, I've been doing a lot of courses. We've been getting back into the studio and everything. And one of the ones that we did, it was a duffel bag course for So News. And since then, it's so funny. I feel like all I'm seeing is bags. And so I think I'm really trying, I, I want to try to venture into the world of quilted bags and see Ooh. what I can come up with. So um, yeah, if anybody has any like really great places I should be looking, let me know. Uh, but I, I, I definitely think I'm, I'm starting now so I can can say like by Christmas, I have my mom, my sister-in-laws, my, you know, all the ladies in my life. I'd love mm -hmm. to be able to each make them a bag. And I figure if I start now, I might actually be able to get them done by Christmas. Um, so um, the pattern actually that they have with the duffel bag, it's a really nice one. Um, uh, so that's going to be coming out in August, I think, is when they're launching that course. Uh, but I don't know if I want to do that one or not, but I definitely, they inspired me to definitely do something bag-wise. And I would mm. love to put some. They didn't have any quilting in theirs, but you could probably add some quilting to it, no problem. So yeah, any anybody wants to send me any ideas on uh, on quilted bags that they've done in the past, or uh, if you two have done any, you want to send my way, let me know. Uh huh. Uh, Lori, do you have any? Because I do. <laughs> oh, sweet. I do. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, I had a partial kit that I brought home that we, as we cleaned out the office, and it's um, some beautiful Maywood fabric. Uh, Catalina is the name of the line. Mm -hmm. And I had um, purple and black and green fabric. So I decided to do a pineapple quilt. I had Marty <laughs> Michelle's pineapple template. Yes. And started playing around with that. And I have the first nine blocks up on my wall and it's going to be gorgeous with a capital G. Oh, oh my gosh. You've got to send us a picture. Send me a picture. Yes, We've got to put please. that in the notes. Oh my okay, gosh. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. All that right. is not like, I've never done a pineapple quilt before, but that doesn't seem like something you just kind of like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. Were you planning to do a pineapple? Like, have you been wanting to do one lately or? I, I actually did a pineapple block a long time ago, maybe okay. a couple years ago, using Marty Michelle's pineapple template and thought, you know, it wasn't very wow. hard. But then I just kind of put it away and didn't think about it anymore. And then that purple and black and green fabric just Ooh. really needed 
to be used for a pineapple quilt. That's all oh. there was to it. <laughs> oh, and it's wow. it's really it's going to be gorgeous. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Pineapple yeah. quilts are on my bucket list. Um, yes, I have not done one yet either, but I hear that template is great. It is. It's wonderful. Yeah, I don't think I, think I that have makes- that template. I might need to look at it and see what it is. Yeah. Well, Tracy, so now what, anything else, Lori? Or, uh, <laughs> That's kind of what's going on in my quilt world. I was like, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my favorite bag designer is Sarah Lawson of So Sweetness. And I literally just texted you a picture of a bag I make, made, Ginger, that you are going to love. So what I love about Sarah's patterns is the way that she puts them together. Um, I've made... <gasps> lo- <laughs> I just, I just, just, just opened a picture. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't wait. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. So that pattern is the aeroplane bag and it comes in two sizes. Um, I made that for... Um, when I was a Bernina ambassador, we did these um, uh, ambassador reunions every December and we were supposed to bring a show and tell. And I think I've mentioned before how intimidating it is to go in front of a group of like award winning quilters. And there's Alex Anderson and there's Nancy yeah. Mahoney's there. and There's all these like people who've won best of show multiple times. And I didn't know what to bring. And so I decided, and that was the first year that, um, which was the one, I, like three Star Wars movies ago, <laughs> maybe four, um, where it was like the first one in back when they were revamping this the whole right. series, right? Force Awakens. Yes. There we go. And so, um, so it was a big deal. So we were, you know, it's December. It's almost time for the movie to launch. And we actually went on Christmas Day to go see the movie. Um, and... I had this great Star Wars fabric and this bag pattern. So what I love about her patterns is that there's, she has multiple, like they're all different patterns. But at the time, this one I looked at and I thought, okay, that's a pretty easy pattern. It um, has a lot of room on it for embellishment. And so I decided that I was going to make an R2-D2 purse. It's a big bag. Um, it has a zipper on the top. Um, I used, uh, a, a, I forget what size, shape. I, it was a Sizzix die that basically was like a half oval. And I happened to have that. And so I used that to cut all of the shapes to make an R2-D2. And then I used a space pattern and I did free motion quilting in it. I took another Star Wars fabric that actually had um, some of the little ships and I put fusible on it, cut it out. And then I fused them onto the space fabric. And then on the back side, which I don't, don't have shown there, but I embroidered, um, a star Wars emblem on it. And, um, and so I just kind of went crazy with a bunch of different techniques, but what I love, that was the first, well, it probably wasn't the first bag of hers that I had used. Um, but I had made that particular bag before with a simpler design. And as I was making it, now I said I've made bags before, um, I was actually swearing in a very positive way (laughs) because I was saying (laughs) what a genius she was because she layers different interfacing so that um, your thick interfacing in the middle sandwiches between two thinner fabrics and 
so that you don't have a big clump in your seams. And she also has really good ways of installing zippers and using different um, bag making techniques. So I just think she's a genius. So we'll share the picture of the the bag that I made on the show notes page too. <laughs> and oh my goodness, it is so cute. And I love how you just made it your own. Like, I yep. love that. Oh. Yeah, I just kind of went crazy and and just tried a bunch of different things and, and just had fun with it. And I feel like I felt a little free because it was a bag and I wasn't so worried about mm-hmm. messing up a, an entire quilt or, you know, doing something crazy. I just had fun. And I probably need a little more of that in my life (laughs) these days. Oh my God. Well, anytime you're feeling down, just look at this bag because that's what I'm going to do. Like that just totally like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. So um, I have been really super inspired by some fabrics lately. Can I tell you about those? Uh, Yes. So (laughs) there is a silly question. You know know how much I love Halloween. (laughs) Yes. April Rosenthal has a fabric collection with Moda that um, just came out. And I think it might probably just hit the stores in the past month. Um, And it's called, oh gosh, I just went out of my head. um, Midnight Magic. And we saw it at, quilt market last fall in Houston. And I, it was my favorite, one of my favorite collections. There are actually two Halloween collections. Actually, the other one is also coming out right now too. And it's called Spooky and Sweet by Art Gallery. Those were my two favorite collections and they are just now hitting stores. Now, what I love about April Rosenthal's collection is these teeny tiny prints. She's got these little paisley ghosts and little tiny cats. And I don't know why I just was obsessed with the mini prints and totally cute. The art gallery collection, what I loved about it is that it is boho Halloween. And so it is just, if you just imagine art gallery fabrics and them doing a Halloween correct collection, it's adorable. The other collection just arrived today and I cannot wait to use it. It is the new collection by Maureen McCormick of the Brady Bunch. (gasps) No way. Yes. It is stinking adorable and reminds me of my childhood and I love it. Oh, well, just her name alone reminds me of my childhood. Like I think of those Brady Bunch reruns and I'm like, oh my gosh, so So many hours. I, I totally hit up Moda and asked Lisa Alexander in their marketing department if we could get her as a guest on the show. And I totally like we need to put it out there. We need to like make some kind yes. of a, you know, oh. do a big campaign to like, we want Marsha Brady on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Start it now. Okay, you hundred thousand downloaders, you know, get in there. Start your uh... <laughs> Yeah. So that collection is coming out very soon. And it is just 70s in its glory. Like it's really cute. It's so cute. So I am totally going to work on a project for that. So I'll be showing pictures on my Instagram. Nice. Oh, I can't wait to see them. (laughs) So is there anything else that you guys are seeing that's really, you know, got y'all jazzed? Uh... You know, I I could spend so many hours on Instagram and then I remember I need to work. So uh, (laughs) 
like, I gotta get back to work. I can't, can't Dang sit here forever. And um, we kind of do need to get back to work, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Dang know. it. Well, I've missed you guys. It's not yeah. the same talking, not talking to you every week. <laughs> no. Well, and I think I said earlier, like it's only been a week that we in between the last time we talked, but it feels like a month. Like it just, yeah, oh, it does. it's crazy. It does. Well, I guess back to work with us. Although I just want to go to my sewing machine and start working. Yeah, I've already got my table out. I think, mm, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, the the work of setting up is half done. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will chat next time. Thank you all again, all of our listeners, for amazing last season um we were just are still stunned that we had over a hundred thousand downloads so keep listening keep sharing we've got a fantastic season coming up with lots of really exciting guests so stay tuned thanks so much for listening to quilt and tell Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.